Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi there. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. Welcome to Don't Miss This, our next study of the Doctrine and Covenants. So excited that you are here. Welcome. Um, this is a fun section, and it's uh, that was really I was a really enthusiastic welcome. I, I just I want everybody to know so nice. it's one of my best ones. <laughs> um, in your journal, we give you a little bit of like the timeline of. Remember last week we were in Missouri, that Joseph was told. Um, when asking, where is Zion and when will it be built up? Well, go to Missouri and I'll tell you. And he got there and the Lord laid the foundation of what it looks like to live as Zion people. And now it's time to go back home um, to Ohio. Um, some family stayed there. The Knights stayed there. Edward Partridge stayed there. And more people are going to move there. But uh, Joseph and company, they are going to go back to Ohio for several years. And that's where they're, they're going to be. And remember, Joseph's going to be the... Back and forth, man, you know? It is so far. You just yeah. forget how far it was, everyone, until you fly it on an airplane, and then you're like, that was so far. Yeah, and how did you manage what was going on in both places at the same time? Like, yeah. it just is ridiculous. Um, so, um, remember when the Lord told um, Joseph and Sydney and Oliver and that peop- all those people to go to Missouri, he also called a whole bunch of missionary companionships to go there also and told them preach on the way as you go. That's back in section 52. Well, what's funny is when they get there, the Lord says, okay, uh, turn around, go back home now. <laughs> like, you know, they didn't even do anything when they got to Missouri. So that might leave some of them questioning and wondering. Um, that's what section 60 is going to be. 61 is every parent in the whole listening is just going to love this section because they start going home on their canoes on the Missouri River and they start fighting on the river with each <laughs> other. And Joseph essentially is like, I'm going to turn this canoe around um, right now. And they just fight and and the fighting leads to like a catastrophe on the, the river. They get caught in a log jam and spilled over. And it's just, anyways, it seriously is such a hot mess. They're so mad at each other, yelling at each other. <laughs> it's like every family road trip is what's happening in the canoes <laughs> on the river. And, and they pull over into this place called um, Mick, McDonald's. Just kidding. Michelin, whatever. I don't know how to say that one. Michelin's Bane, <laughs> Bend that you'll see in the heading of 61. And that's where they pull over. That's the spot where they get the revelation is because... They tipped their canoes and they were fighting. And so they pulled over onto the banks and Joseph goes off by himself to pray. And and just this is the revelation that comes to him is um, section 61. And so um, there is something that happens in this spot. You'll see in the heading too that William McClellan, who is with them, sees, I mean, excuse me, W.W. Phelps, sees the destroyer riding in power upon the face of the waters. And this one has caused so much craziness. Um, People are like, I think the waters are cursed. That's why missionaries can't swim or something like that. It's like, no, like if that were true, missionaries shouldn't shower. Um, (laughs) Like is the devil in control of the water? And um, I think it's pretty easy when you look through scripture to see, we don't know who the destroyer is actually. It doesn't come up anywhere. It doesn't say, although you look in Egypt and the destroying angels, actually God's emissary 
God has control over the earth and the waters and stuff like that. But the problem is we don't know much about that, but it gets people so excited <laughs> about we, this. You and know? we have to remember what we do know from this time period is the Missouri River was actually really dangerous. And there was a canal yeah. system built there that made it safer, but everyone didn't always use it. And so in the midst of this contention and division, which in my mind, I want to be like, have you ever been in a car when kids are fighting? Because yeah. I feel like I've seen the destroyer riding in power in my car in those moments that there's Sometimes so the much, mom is the destroyer. There's so much happening in that moment. In this moment that we're, we, we look at the whole moment and then we're like, does this apply to everything in the whole entire world? Or what does this apply to right now? And we do know he was specifically talking about the Missouri River. And that moment in time, and it was and how dangerous not safe it was, yeah. to travel on the Missouri River, and he did want to give his opinion on that. We also do know that missionaries don't go swimming. That is true of our day, too. And whether or not that has to do with this, we have no idea. But we do know that the Lord sometimes is like, for a wise purpose, this, and this, and this. For a wise purpose, missionaries do not go swimming, everyone. And that just is true of our day and for a wise purpose back then you should not ride the missouri yep yeah. unless you take the canals and he's going to tell you how it would or wouldn't be safe and what we love about this set of sections is we are going to learn a lesson about journeying about traveling there was a lesson specific to these men at this time just like there are lessons specific to us in our time but there's an overriding lesson that becomes the most important lesson of all of them. And that's the part we want to focus on as we are talking today, as we go through this. And it's actually fun to start in 60. I was just looking at this because this is a section where a whole bunch of missionaries are going to go out a million different ways and a million different places. And they're going to all go different directions and by different means. And that's kind of the theme of what's happening here. But I love when he starts out and he says this in verse two of section 60, but with some I am not well pleased, for they will not open their mouths, but they hide the talent which I have given unto them because of the fear of man. And then in verse five, he says, but verily I will speak unto you concerning your journey. But, and then he, and then he tells them, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna make this craft as seemeth you good. It doesn't matter um, to me, you can take your journey, but take your journey speedily. And there now there is gonna be this theme of this journey. Now, as we read it and as we look through and we think, what is the application for us and for our day? Here are some of the things that I think are so interesting. We all know that moment where we feel to hide our talents hmm. or we feel the fear of men or of the situation that is ahead of us or we, we get into this place that we thought was gonna be a good idea just like them on the canoe going. And then as we get into it, there might be, the adversary might become involved or there might be division or there might be contention or there might be these moments that we're like, wait a minute, is this a good idea? Was this a good idea? What am I even supposed to be doing right now? Or, or even the question, am I doing this right? Did I make some sort of mistake? Should I retreat? Do I keep moving forward? Like what is the right answer to do. And yeah. have you ever had those moments too when you're in that do I turn the canoe around moment and then you're like waiting for the Lord to say something and and you don't get this like 
clear direction or sometimes you do, but a lot of times you don't. And it's almost as if the Lord is saying what becomes the theme of these chapters. It mattereth not to me if you do it this way or this way. And what do we do about the it mattereth not moments in our life? And how do we learn from them? And what do we know is true always in those moments? And what would be guiding counsel that would help us to navigate those moments better? And that is what we love the most about this lesson. So we're going to talk about that. Um, what are the things that do and don't matter? What are the things that the Lord tells you specifically? This actually does matter. What's counsel you can rely on when you're going through that? And then what is the one thing that is always constant, no matter what? In all of is this. Happening? So as you look at this and ask yourself the question, am I even doing my life right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Am I where I should be, the job, my family, the situation? Should I turn around? Like, am I doing it right? Um, we should know that we have a list in here in the journal that is here of these verses that give a whole bunch of examples right here of it mattereth not. That is one principle that is really important about our God is there are some things that he thinks do not matter, right? Where he just is like, well, he, they like, matter, but they he's matter. like, you, you can make the choice. Just which, do which it. Which one do you Whichever want to do? Whichever one. Yeah. Yeah. And Both I, would be fine. And that is so refreshing particularly if you ever find yourself paralyzed by a choice when you're like, what does the Lord want me to do? I just don't know what he wants me to do. Well, you should know that a lot of times the Lord says, hey, I actually have this end goal for you in mind, but how you get there, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, pick something. Ride a horse. Yeah, you do love it. Canoe. There's so many things. He's <laughs> like, you can either go by water, you can go by land, you could ride a horse, uh, you could go... It's so fun. Every time I read this, I think about this because in our family, we have six kids. And some of the kids in my family are the personality where when you're like, okay, this is where we're going, is here. Then their personality wants to say, okay, and I'm here. So the easiest and fastest, quickest way to get there is this. And that is how those people will journey. There are other people in my family who they we say, this is where we're going. And they're here. And then they're like this. Okay, but I want to look at this and then I want to go over here and see this and then I'm going to come back and do this and then I'm going to go see that person and then I'll come back over here and I'll get cotton candy here because why wouldn't you? <laughs> and they are going to get here, but they're going to take a different route for sure to get there. And I love that sometimes the Lord is like, it matters not. If you want to stop and get cotton candy on the way, you go ahead yeah. and get cotton candy on the way. And that's going to be fine. And, and you love this thought because... Do people ever want to say this to you? Well, how do I know? How do I know? Um, like like I, God God will tell me, and do I have agency, or does God already know everything from the beginning and the end, and, mm -hmm. and he already has it all planned out? And I love that he's like, actually, let me remind you in 60 and 61 and 62 that I there are some things I have a wise purpose for, but also, could you enjoy the journey? Like, if you yeah. want to stop and see that person, I would love it if you stopped and saw that person. If you want to go get cotton candy, yes, you should get cotton candy. If you want to turn the canoe around for a second, go ahead. If you want to get in a big fight in the middle of the canoe and everyone falls out into the water, your choice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sometimes God is like, live your life. Like, live. I created mortality for you to live in. And it mattereth not to me. If you get seasick, you should walk. Yeah. 
And, and this might come up at the end as we see what is that constant in there. But I just think it's really important to maybe point out right here two things. One, you're not big enough to ruin mm-hmm. what God intends to do, right? Second, we have a God of second and third and fourth chances. So even if you did rebel or make a mistake, things can be remedied. And, 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 and I forgot the next one. So it'll probably come up when we get here. But the, like those things are, oh, this, I want to say this. That if you make a mistake, God also can weave that mistake into the pattern of your life. He can turn it for good also. And so get rid of that anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Or the fear of like, what if I do it wrong? Well, what if you do? Then, you know, you just turn around and try another way, you know? You love when you're in 61 verse 22 and he says this, And it mattereth not unto me after a little, if it so be that they fill their mission whether they go by water or by land. Let this be as it is made known to them according to their judgment. And this is what I love. There is one thing that matters in that verse. Yeah. And in his mind, it's like they they need to fill their mission. Whether they go by boat or by land, that doesn't matter to me. I would choose boat for sure. I am such a water, like put me in the canoe. I'm going to choose the canoe. And I think that there's sometimes he's like, you know what? I know you love canoes. You should you should take the canoe. But some people might be like, no, (laughs) I'd rather walk. And then if you're a walker, then he's like, yes, you should walk. That is how you should do it. And you kind of love that he has that. This is your life experience. And you figure out the things you love and where, where you take your journey, you fill it with those things you love. And there will be sometimes that I'm like, "Uh, I do actually need you to do yeah, yes. Yeah. And and he will point those out to us as we go and we love that we're going to learn how to navigate life. Right. So, one of the principles is sometimes God says there are things that don't matter. Other times he says, "Wait, there are some things that do." So, you can see all those examples and you just have to balance it out with this principle. So, one that we saw already was fulfill your mission in 6122 is that where you were mm-hmm. right i just am concerned about you filling the mission that i gave you on this earth to do and whenever the lord seems to talk about that sometimes he will give specifics if he hasn't given a specific the mission is um love right yeah. that is that love is god, his mission love, love god love people mm-hmm. if there isn't been a specific but in fact, 61 verse 3 says this, But very they say unto you, It is not needful for this whole company of mine elders to be moving swiftly upon the waters, whilst the inhabitants on either side are perishing in unbelief. So there were some who came to Missouri and got there really fast. And it was obvious because of how fast they got there that they didn't really open up their mouths, as he was saying. <laughs> no one got cotton candy. Yeah. <laughs> they just <laughs> no one came straight the there. People. And what he says there, one thing that does matter to me is people. People are very, very important to me. Like, I don't care whether you go by land or by sea. What I care about is that you don't pass up people on either side. People who are in need and people who are um, wanting, don't pass them up. Um, That does matter to me. Hmm. Another thing the Lord says matters is in 62.3. He says, nevertheless, you are blessed for the testimony which you've borne. It's recorded in heaven for the angels to look upon you and they rejoice over you and your sins are forgiven you. It's almost as if the Lord is saying, and what you say matters. <laughs> so much so that when you witness of truth, angels write it down. Like there are angels who have the job 
that matters. Your witness, your testimony to people, your encouragement to people, that also really matters. And so, I mean, and when you look at both those together, you're just like, oh, that God's work is people, yeah. right? That is what matters to him. And every Sunday he reminds us, and could you please just stand as my witness? That If you could just remember those two things on your journey, the journey's going to be better right? for everyone. So he has this spot in 6124, if you're just following along on the on the paper here, where he says, um, this is the way, where he gives, and that's not a Mandalorian thing, but <laughs> you know, have you watched that show? No, oh, but Greg loves this it. This is the way. That's what they say all the time. <laughs> um, well, there it is right there in scripture. Everyone right. who's a big fan of that now wants to now write it up. You know, week. right? But he just says, I've appointed a way for the journey of my saints, and behold, this is the way to take the canals that we talked about. So sometimes he does come in and say, I have a specific route for you to get there. I want you to take the canals. So, and he tells them in a couple of verses later in 35, this is for a wise purpose in me. If I have specific instructions, sometimes you probably won't understand <laughs> why, and you should know I have a really wise purpose in what I am doing. So it's important to remember these two lessons. Sometimes the Lord is going to say, it mattereth not, you choose which way you want to do it. And I think he probably says, choose the way you love. You know, like yeah. choose what you're going to enjoy. Sometimes the Lord is going to say, this is the way that I need you to go because I have a wise purpose that you might not even understand. And so then we say this, well, how do we know? How do yeah. we know? Which one are we in? Is is he telling the way or not? And we love that also within these three sections, he gave us some advice. So if you go to um, section 58, 25, we want to start right there. And this is an earlier section. Um, and um, he says this, Wherefore, let them bring their families to this land, and they shall counsel between themselves and me. So we love that one. Sometimes when we're figuring it out, does this matter? Or is, has he said the way? What are we supposed to do? I love that he's like, counsel among yourselves, right? Yeah. The counseling becomes so important. And I have been in situations where a counsel has actually not just benefited my life, but changed the course of my journey. Counsels can be so powerful if they are done right. And... And if the Lord is a part of what is happening there, I'll never forget one council in particular we sat in where there was a ward, a family in our ward that was struggling so bad with so many things that were going on. And the bishop called a council, a special council just for the family, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen someone do before. And all the organizations were there. And he said, I want every organization to take one person in the family. And each organization signed up for one individual in our ward that we were going to just watch over and take care of for um, forever. Like there, there was no end date in mind. And that council ended up being life-changing for us, for our family, and for the person that we were able to work with in that council. So I love that thought that he's like, Listen, sometimes you, if you will counsel together, you will figure out what matters. Yeah. You'll be able to know. Um, that's the first one. Okay, the second one is 61.22. And he says this. We've read this already, but he says, It matters not unto me, after a little, if they go by, just fill their mission, whether you go by water or land. 
let this be as it made known unto them according to their judgments hereafter. That you have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and you have that, um, and you have your own mind and your own thought processes. And your, and your own, own judgment. Yeah, and he just says, oh, make a judgment call. Do you think that the Lord's like um, being specific? It seems, by the way, we should point out that there's a bigger list of things that mattereth not and a smaller times when the Lord says this is the specific way. It just seems like scripturally and in my own experience. And I remember hearing Elder Bednar speak about this at the MTC and he has more life experience mm-hmm. that the major- the majority of the times it will be just choose your, just don't worry about it. Yeah, do your best. Right, do your best. Yeah, and I love that, that he's like, you, you have good but, judgment. Yeah, use it. You know, yeah, you know what to do in this situation. Right. And, and um, it's that, don't let the fear of men mess up your journey. Don't let, don't question your talent or your ability. Use your best judgment and actually act. Um, I had a conversation with someone a couple months ago where they were like, do you hate that you are a woman in your faith? Because you are held back by waiting for a man to call you into serving. And I was like, I actually have never thought that before until you just said that to me. I don't generally wait for a man to call me to do something. The Spirit talks to me on a daily basis. The Lord gives me ideas. I feel creativity flowing all the time. And when I feel moved upon to act, I actually just act. I just I just do it. When when God puts a mission in front of me or a ministry in front of me or I feel called to do something, I I actually just do, do that yeah. thing. And I think the Lord wants us to realize don't fear what other people are saying or don't question if the Lord could use you or not right now. Obviously there are specific callings in the church that we will sometimes be called to. But again, those are so minimal. And, and e- if we and were even... all waiting, there'd only be 10 people in my ward that were like doing something right now. And I love to think of all 300 of us on the errand of the Lord at the same time. And that the Lord will be like, I will, I will help you and you use your judgment. And there's a great work we could be doing here. Yeah, I was going to say, even if someone does get a specific responsibility or assignment, how they carry that out will even be based off of their own good judgments also. Yeah. Right? So he says, okay, counsel together with other people. Counsel with me. Use your good judgments. The next one we put in there is advice is in 62.7. Yeah, I love this one so much. Okay, take it. It says, I, the Lord, am willing. If any among you desire to ride upon horses or upon mules or in chariots, he shall receive this blessing as long as he receives it from the hand of the Lord with a thankful heart in all things. And it kind of goes back to what we're saying that I love that he's like, if you're dying to go in a chariot, go in a chariot because I know you will love it. And all I ask of you is, will you just remember to be grateful for that experience? You know, be great. if you decide to walk, could you just notice the beauty and be thankful for that? If you go in the canoe, could you be so grateful for everything that you get to experience from the canoe? It's, it's almost as if he's like, listen, it doesn't matter to me the way you go, but when you stop and get that cotton candy, will you just pause for a minute and be so grateful you got to come to earth and yeah. as someone was so smart to create cotton candy somehow and you <laughs> got to experience Are it. Are you like craving cotton candy? <laughs> so well, it's just, I love that thought of 
You know, there's sometimes there's magical things on the way. And this is the reason why Luca was here this weekend. And he's never experienced cotton candy before in his life. And he thought it was so magic when I would put it in his mouth and it would disappear so fast. That it was like this, just this cute little moment of like, oh, on his little journey this weekend for three days, he got to experience something he had never experienced before. And I wonder sometimes the Lord is like, I want you to do that. And I want you to be grateful for that moment yeah. there. And Sorry, then our, that's why. No, uh, everybody wants cotton candy. <laughs> you need to eat it with this lesson. <laughs> and then 62.8 is our last one that we just wanted to pull out. And it said, these things remain with you. Isn't that awesome? They're, they're yours. To do according to judgment and the directions of the Spirit. And I already gave that one away already, just to say, like, the Spirit is willing and ready and anxious to be involved and to direct and, and encourage along mm-hmm. our journey also. So um, when somebody wonders, there are a couple of principles that they can balance out all together. And I don't think they'll balance. They won't. I don't think it was 50-50, no. like we said. It'll just but be... I do love that. Like, you might try one and be like, this is my judgment. I'm going to try that. And then it may be didn't get you further on your journey, but you tried it. And then you might be like, I'm going to actually get a counsel. We love to counsel together. I have people in my life that I'm like, oh, I just want to sit down and counsel with you. This is what is happening. This is what is happening with one of my kids. Or this is a situation I'm in. I just, could you just counsel this with me? And sometimes the answer comes right then. Or sometimes I'll have that conversation and then it will sit on my mind. And I'll pray that night. And because of the conversation, the spirit will then be able to say, okay, now this, and it's going to make a whole lot more sense because you just had that conversation that you just love that God's like, here, oh, I'm going to work all things for your good. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm so glad that you just said that because we have this little box in here that says the joyful reunion, smiley face, um, 5242. Um, Back in section 52, when he called these elders to go on this mission to Missouri, he said to... um, a couple of them, he just says, if you're faithful and assemble yourselves together, you'll rejoice on the land of Missouri. Well, so far, if you listen to the canoe story, it hasn't been very much rejoicing or anything, <laughs> you know, because it's still sort of been like a crummy trip. Um, but that section 62 is actually a really darling section because it's where they accidentally run into um, Hiram and his little group of people that are coming because they stopped and pulled over because of the fighting and stuff like that, that prophecy from section 52 actually became fulfilled and they got to rejoice together. That's what they write in their journals. And it's just cool to see that like, even this like pulling the canoe over, grumbling, fighting, catastrophe, God turns it into a joyful reunion later. He mm. just just goes back to that principle of um, trust that God is directing this world and our lives and he can take our decisions the bad ones, the good ones, the medium ones, and he can turn them into good. You don't have to be paralyzed by making choices. And it seems to be like one of that that is the constant. The constant in this whole thing is that your faithful companion through your entire journey, whatever it looks like, is is the Lord. And these sections are great spots to find attributes of that faithful companion. And yeah. we've listed some and, and I before think we you'll even find go more. there, let's just talk about this because I love when you look at the story in Moses wandering through the wilderness. At the very end, when they're going to finish that experience, 
Moses has this conversation with the Lord and the Lord says to him, you have compassed this mountain long enough and we're, we are going to go past it now. And then he says this to him in verse Deuteronomy 2, 7, for the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. And this is what I love that he says to Moses at the end, Will you just take a minute and look back for a minute? Because do you notice that for the past 40 years, the Lord didn't just know about this. He didn't just look down from heaven and be like, oh, how are they doing now? And where are they now? And and what's happening now? But I love that he was like, um, that he hath been with you. Like he actually did the 40 years in the wilderness. And I love the thought of that as we come into these sections because I love that the Lord is like, it doesn't, if you want to go by boat or if you want to go by land or if you want to ride a horse or if whatever you're going to do, it doesn't matter. But but this promise is throughout, I will be with you. Yeah. Um, you may take the journey that looks like this. Okay, I'm happy to take that journey. You may take the journey that looks like this. And if that's the way you want to go, I will take that journey. And who loves him even more? Because he's like, we're going to take this journey the way you take the journey. That's what right. we're going to do. And some of it might not be good. Some will, cotton candy. Yeah. But some might not. And he's like, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. And you love these verses. If well, Let's not go to everyone, but what if we just read some of our favorite lines I love when he says this, I, the Lord, am able to make you holy. Which one is that? Um, 60 verse 7. Yeah. And in 61, 9, this, all this is for the good. He says, for the good of the church. But really, all that I am doing is for your good. He wants to remind us in 61, 20, we love, especially after the lesson we talked about last week, that moment when he's like, my anger will be turned away. Like, sometimes I might be frustrated with the <laughs> argument in the canoe, but... It, uh, it's going to be fine. Tomorrow we'll get up and we'll start walking again. And yeah, it's the way he says it's so cute where he says, I, the Lord, was angry with you yesterday, but today my anger is turned away. It's like he just doesn't hold a grudge. Yeah, he's, he's like, I was mad, but it's journey. just like we're still on he's this together. He's not going to give up on you. Um, and I, I love when he's just that promise of in 61, 38, and 39 that he's he's like, I am going to come again. Like, this is all going to end, and, and there is that promise there. And these other ones, 61, 1 through 2, he's like, I'm all powerful. I'm the beginning and the end. I am merciful. 61, 36 has a line in it that I just am really, really digging right now where he says, um, Be of good cheer, little children, for I am in your midst, and I have not forsaken you. And I actually love that he calls all of us little children. Mm. You know, because it just, if we were to see ourselves as learners and as God's kids, as just children, we'd probably have a lot more patience with ourselves and each other just to be like, oh, well, like, can't you just see God looking down on me? And sometimes I think to myself, David, you should know better. <laughs> but then sometimes I feel like the Lord's really saying to me, you're, you've only been around the sun 40 times. Like you, <laughs> you haven't even like, of course you did that stupid thing. Like you just... You know, you're little children. You're yeah. learning through this. It's okay. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to give up on you. That's what that line, I have not forsaken you, means. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on the journey, and I'm not going to give up on you. 62.1, I am your advocate. I'm for you. you I, I, I'm not the one who's against you in this. 
and I'm here to succor your needs, to take care of you. And 62.2, my eyes are upon you and a promise that there is more good to come, right? So continue your journey. Yeah, I says. love that thought. And I right? love when you go to that verse in 62.4, when he wants to say, and now continue your journey. You're just, you're going to go forward. And he says this at the end of that section, behold, the kingdom is yours. Yeah. And behold, and lo, I am with the faithful always. And I think sometimes we just need a reminder of that constant. We just need a reminder that he is with us. It reminds me of many, many years ago when we had a state president, and you've heard me um, talk about this before, that said, you need to find a picture of Jesus to hang in your home that you love. I love when he said to us, it, not just any picture of Jesus, but a picture that speaks to your heart, that it's either your favorite story in the scriptures, or when you look at that picture, you just love that image of Jesus. And, and maybe we need that reminder in our home all of the time. We've had the experience to work with a lot of artists because we are both authors. So we get the experience of working with artists on a regular basis. And we love hearing them talk about that creation process and that being able to have um, bring that image of Christ into our homes and into our lives. And this week we are going to put up a little uh, extra video that you'll see over on our Don't Miss This study on Instagram. So if you go to Don't Miss This study, you'll find it there where we have this unique opportunity to speak to an artist from Korea who's actually not a member of our church, but became Christian and has started painting just these beautiful paintings mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. And to hear his testimony and him talk about his witness of Jesus. And, and I love that thought as we think about that this is what matters is people and it's their witness of Christ. And maybe you'll stop over at our Instagram and just be able to hear Youngson Kim talk about his witness of Christ and and he's wanting to just bring him into the homes of the people. And maybe that's something you'll think about this week is, where is the presence of Christ in your home? And where is your reminder of him as you continue your journey? And also something you may know from his story is that he wasn't always an artist and just felt compelled later in life to start painting and doing this. And, and to think of that promise, the kingdom's yours. Your life is yours. Mm -hmm. You're not going to mess anything up. And use so, your talent. Yeah, so live it and experience the world and everything beautiful in it. And don't be afraid. Take, take those big steps. Like just mm -hmm. enjoy this journey while while you are here. Yeah. Um. So beautiful. So fun. And then look for him. We'll post him uh, probably the week right before we teach this lesson on Sunday. We'll put it up on that Monday and you will be able to meet him and you're just going to love him. We are so excited about that. Okay. See you next week. Oh, field trip next week. Oh, Yahoo. so in two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>